Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast. In this episode, we share a story of how the body of Christ worked together to help a couple that chose life, to help meet their needs, and ultimately bring glory to Jesus as they chose life. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We hope you guys are uh, just blessed as you're listening to the different episodes that we've put out. And I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. I do want to encourage everyone to share our podcasts and or leave us a review in whatever podcast app or source that you use. Um, Certainly those reviews and things can help us get what we're trying to do and get our message out there more broadly. So we appreciate those who do share and just encourage those who don't to share. Right. Yep. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about how God uses the body of Christ. It's something we've experienced in, uh, in pro-life ministry. And it's really encouraging to see different components of ministry and just the church using its, its giftings and using mm-hmm. its resources to come together right. and to help out in uh, the situations that we deal with on a, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Now, you had mentioned uh, some of this discouragement. Certainly, mm-hmm. if you're involved in ministry, uh, those who are listening, and you're involved especially in ministry at an abortion clinic, there's a level of discouragement that comes yeah. because you're like, they're killing babies in this place. Mm-hmm. Where's the church? Right. You know, here in Charlotte, we're, you know, we have four abortion clinics now here in Charlotte, 1,300 churches in the greater Charlotte area. Right. Uh, and those are, you know, the Bible-believing churches. That doesn't include, yeah. you know, the ones yeah. who are not really churches. You know, you know right. what I mean? Um, and it can be discouragement or discouraging sometimes when we're out there and there's, you know, four or five people, and it's like, where's the church? It should be a, a mass of people. It should be thousands of people. Yeah. I know there's some sidewalks in other cities where there's no one. There's yeah. no one out there. At least we have four or five. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, we have had thousands of people. We praise God. It's, mm-hmm. you know, taken some years of plowing and all of that mm-hmm. that we've done. And we've, you know, we've seen um, thousands of people show up in, in one Saturday before through our partner ministry, Love Life. And we praise mm-hmm. God for that. So, um, but I'm just kind of, you know, I guess, voicing the uh, the discouragement that can come. You know, mm-hmm. as you talked about scriptures that have to do with the discouragement of feeling all alone, immediately it came to mind. Uh, scripture that many of you guys know, or at least a, a story that many of you guys know we've talked about before is the story of Elijah mm-hmm. and how Elijah felt like he was all alone. You know, there's just me. Right. And uh, God reminded him, you know, I've got 7,000 others right. who've not bowed the knee to Baal who are serving. So, you know, it can be discouraging. It can feel lonely sometimes when we're on the sidewalk or we're ministering in a in a capacity trying to, you know, stand against abortion. And it's like, where's the church at? Yeah. But this podcast is to encourage you that the church is doing something, and there are different components that, you know, as the body of Christ, are being used to to save lives, to bring the gospel, and to help out in these different situations that we encounter at the abortion centers. Right, yeah. And I, I will admit to being pretty self-righteous, honestly, about um, I'm here on the sidewalk— frequently during the week and um and where is everybody and kind of feeling like 
superior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I must be a really good Christian because I'm out here. And, um, and I think the Lord is really convicting me that that's a jerky way to feel, first of all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and that, uh, that maybe I needed to reevaluate. Yeah. And um, and so of course there's great scripture to talk about the um the body yeah of yeah of the church and yeah you know, there's a reason why in the scriptures one of the most if not the most uh, used term to refer to the church is mm-hmm. the body of Christ yeah there's a reason why yeah that it's not just some term that that, that sounds cool mm-hmm. but it speaks to something it mm-hmm. speaks to a reality. Mm-hmm. That God intends, and that God intended when He established His church, mm-hmm. and this is First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. Yeah, that's the scripture you've got down there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. Um, and it speaks of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It says, "For as the body is one and has many members, but all members of that one body, being uh, many, are one body, so also is Christ." So He's talking about the body, our physical body, how there's a bunch of components to this body. Mm-hmm. And you know we have an arm. We have you know, we have arms. <laughs> we have legs. We have fingers mm-hmm. and toes and eyes and nose and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. he's equating that to the body of Christ. So mm-hmm. just like your body has different components and members, and they make up one body, so does Christ's body. Mm-hmm. It has different components who make up uh, this one body, the body right. of Christ. Right. Um, and it goes on to say, for by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. And whether Jews or Greeks, so these dis- divisions that were there are no longer there in Christ. He goes on to say, um, for if in fact the body is, or in fact the body is not one member, but many, for if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not a body? And so he's talking about these different components to the body. Point is that these things. No one is more important than the other, and that's what, where mm-hmm. you know we need to put ourselves in check mm-hmm. as sidewalk counselors who are really, you know, in a lot of ways, on the front lines, mm-hmm. the front of the front lines of yeah. the abortion battle, because yeah. we're right there where abortions take place. Yeah, and we start thinking, well, we're somehow more important, or yeah. we're somehow you know better Christians yeah. than other people who are doing other things. Yeah. That's when, you know, again, we need to put ourselves in check and understand that, after all, it's not us anyway. It's not our calling. It's God's calling. Mm -hmm. And we, by His grace alone, Mm -hmm. have answered that calling. Mm -hmm. And it's all about Him anyway. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. It's not about a particular ministry. It's not about Cities for Life. It's not about, you know, sidewalk counseling Mm -hmm. ministry. None of that. It's about Jesus. And we're just a part of the body mm-hmm. that's doing the work that he's called us to do. Right, and all of us are valued. Every single part of that body is valued, and and specifically in that verse, in those verses, they the seemingly less important and covered parts, like your toes or your yeah. feet, your hand. Um, you know, those are all mentioned to remind us they're they are all of value. They all have a part. And those parts are different, and there might be bigger parts yeah. or smaller parts, just as in the the physical body. But all those parts need for the body to work as a whole. All those parts have to be doing their job. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we certainly need, as sidewalk counselors and as people, I mean, maybe you're listening and you minister um, to abortion-minded women at a pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. We need to understand our place. 
We need to understand, yes, the importance of what we do. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I get the weight and the importance mm-hmm. of what we do as sidewalk counselors. It's one of the reasons why, you know, through, and we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts, through the stay-at-home order and all the things going on with the coronavirus, right. that we were, were really, you know, standing our ground and we're not backing away and just saying, okay, yeah. we'll stay at home. We understand the the vital nature of what we're doing, that we are the last voice oftentimes that little baby is going to get. So we understand right. that. We need to understand our place, mm-hmm. and we need to understand our importance, mm-hmm. but also understanding our place and our importance, knowing that that comes from Christ and that there are other people. I mean, right now we're seeing um, really just the, the, the church rally and the different um, pro-life ministries and stuff rally together yeah. all the more through yeah. this crisis right. where we're seeing you know a pregnancy center um, that we we talked about, who mm-hmm. you know they they've shut their doors. They had yeah. to make a decision to to close down because of different things with their organization and all of that right. um, through this coronavirus thing. But they're referring patients to the mobile unit that's right. parked in front of the abortion right. center. Of course, yeah. we've we've you know as functioning as the body of Christ connected together, we've made a decision to move the mobile unit up the street a little bit so they're not actually coming down toward the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're making changes and the body is working together and it's yeah. it's really cool to see that. It is. That functioning the way that I think God designed it for. It, it for is. It and I know in, in past podcasts, uh, one of the things that we talked about was how distressing it is sometimes that we're not hearing pastors speaking about abortion. Yeah. And even that, I, I believe that. I still believe that. But I know that for me, just hearing a sermon that maybe is not directly related to abortion, but it's something that energizes me for the Lord mm-hmm. and gives me courage, strength, reliance on God, I do take that immediately to the sidewalk. There are many sermons. I, we had a sermon a, a couple of weeks ago about the miracles of of Jesus, but one of the lines in that sermon was talking about the shortest line in the Bible, Jesus wept. And that that was what stayed with me as I went to the sidewalk and I used it speaking over the microphone yeah, because I it that. Yeah, because it really struck me and energized me. So even when a pastor is not specifically speaking about abortion, he is still contributing to the body of people who are on that front line in that it's a motivator, an encourager, a um, a spiritual guidance yeah. for me, and kind of so it it helps me to really begin to to be more grateful for all Christians and and the contribution of all of these people in very different different ways. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the um, one of the things that really struck me as I was preparing for this was how often the women that we see right at that last moment before they're going to choose life or death at the abortion center, their needs are so great, and how often there are multiple ministries, dozens sometimes, ministries, resources, donations that have come from different parts of the Christian body in the community that have helped us to yeah. be able to counsel that woman towards life. And we couldn't do that. If we, c- I, we could certainly share the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. We could offer the things that we, in our own ministry, can offer, like the baby shower. 
But there's so many things that we wouldn't be able to offer yeah. if those other Christian ministries weren't active. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're talking about anything from like maternity homes and mm-hmm. uh, prenatal care, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we don't have the ability to do that. Right. We don't have, you know, maternity home, but there are maternity homes out there right. yeah. that we you know, have connected women with. And that's, yeah. those are just vital resources. I mean, you got a, a yeah. young lady, and we've encountered it many times, mm-hmm. who's coming to the abortion clinic who really, in her mind and her heart, abortion would be the furthest thing away from her mind and from mm-hmm. her heart. Mm-hmm. But she feels like she has no other choice but to go and have an abortion because she's going to be kicked out. Her boyfriend's threatening to kick her out or her parents or whatever. Right. And when you can hand her off to a maternity home, that's, again, that's the body of Christ working together and coming together uh, under the banner of Jesus, you know, under right. the head, Jesus, and and seeing these needs met. So yeah. it's awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, I had a woman a few, I don't know, a week ago, something like that, who maybe we could use as kind of a case study. Yeah, yeah, those are so, always good stories yeah. as you know, um, we share through not just what, like, in theory could happen, mm-hmm. but what actually did happen. This is a this is a, a, a great story yeah. to kind of um, yeah. lay yeah. that out. So this this woman was came to us through the Pregnancy Resource Center that closed. Yeah. They closed. They contacted the nurse from... Monroe Health Pregnancy Resource Center. Yeah. That nurse contacted me and said, we're going to bring this woman out to the mobile ultrasound unit in front of the abortion center. I'm going to be the nurse. Could you counsel? So right there, we've got three different bodies of of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah three different members of that body. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yes, that's what I meant to say, because they're not if we're all part of the one body, there are yeah, three yeah. different parts of Don't that one body. So we've got there. the original PRC <laughs> that's closed, but uh-huh. they're open for calls. They're yeah. taking calls. So they're still doing their part through the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They refer them to help Pregnancy Resource Center, who sends the mobile RV out to um, to the abortion center. They provide the nurse, and then Cities for Life provided the counselor. So there's three parts of the of the body right there. So the the woman had bas- just almost every significant issue you could have, yeah. which is why she's a great case study. And this is a true story. The obstacles that she faced, and I'll, I'll list them. Okay. There was damaged relationship with the father of the baby, which is very common. Oh, yeah. That's One way or another. Situation. Yeah. Job concerns, again, increasingly common now, especially with coronavirus. Financial concerns, prenatal health concerns. She specifically said, my stability. So faith and stability concerns. Mm -hmm. Feelings of isolation and fear of being all alone. Child care concerns. An inability to obtain or pay for the many things a new baby would need. So, and in, in when I counsel, I I will say, well, well, what what brings you here? Can you list list them? Yeah. This was the list wow. she gives me. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy <laughs> list. So it's a heavy list, and um, and I have to say though that the longer I do this, the more I realize, first of all, God will provide. Yeah. But every one of these needs was met by a different part of the body of Christ. Yeah. So um, 
so we already said there was the the pregnancy resource center mm-hmm. that that sent her to as Monroe Health Pregnancy Resource Center, the sonographer or nurse, and then the counselor. Well, then the next thing that she talked about is was probably the most important thing. I think she listed them in priority was feeling alone. Right. Feeling yeah. alone. So you know how we deal with that. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's a common thing. And, you know, yeah. if you think about it, you know, some of the times where you're the most fearful mm-hmm. is when you're alone, when you feel alone. Right. You know, sometimes it's just a lie. You know, yeah. you, you hear about, you read stories about people that, you know, attempt or even commit suicide. One of the yeah. main things that they cite is mm-hmm. the idea that they feel alone. I feel all yeah. alone. It might not even be true, though. You know, it might be surrounded by people, but this loneliness is kind of turned inward. Well, in the same way, though, when we deal with abortion-minded women, that's one of the common things. It is. I feel alone. I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's anybody here alone. with me. And you know, it could be because they actually are alone. They've been mm-hmm. abandoned by their boyfriend. A lot of mm-hmm. times that happens. That does, yep. And or a just, parent. A or parent a parent, kick yeah. Them out. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that they trust to be there with them and help them to do the right thing are the people that betray that trust, and then they feel, hey, I'm alone. Right. Um, and it is a common, like I mentioned, it's a common factor as we're talking through. You know, I don't feel like there's anybody going to be there with me. Yeah. And, and so, so we, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool that we can answer that Yeah. and say, you don't have to be alone. Yeah. You know, we, we, okay, as a ministry, we're sidewalk counselors. Mm-hmm. We can't, like, physically, we cannot be on the sidewalk and disciple a mom that chooses life. We and we can't, used to do that. We used well, to do and, that before and, yeah. Love Life Charlotte came along, and yeah. it was it was an eno- it was a joy, but an enormous burden. You couldn't could do oh, it for yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. You, I long. mean, we would lose sidewalk counselors left right. and right because, right. you know, they'd have a mom that chose life. They would walk with her, some of them even let them stay in their homes, and yeah. that's awesome, yeah. right? But it's not sustainable no. to be able to pour yourself out in the capacity that it takes on the sidewalk. It's mm-hmm. an emotional, spiritual drain. Right. I mean, it is, just being out there. And then to do that and to go and try to disciple and mentor a young lady that just chose life is really difficult. Yeah. Um, then, of course, you know, Love Life comes along, mm-hmm. and they have their mentor program, mm-hmm. and they're asking for churches that are doing the prayer walks and stuff to, hey, mm-hmm. take it a step further and raise up mentors so that now we can say, you won't be alone. We have a list of mentors, and we plug them into a mentor, somebody that follows up with them and encourages them, goes out to eat with them, you know, mm-hmm. takes them for coffee, whatever, and they're not alone, Yeah, right? And there's exactly. the body of Christ working together. The sidewalk counselor has helped her to make that choice for life, and then handed it off to a mentor, and uh, there's another part of the body of Christ coming and meeting that young lady's needs. And how incredibly freeing that is for us as a sidewalk counselor, because the burden of following through, which, like I said, it is a joy and a privilege, yeah, but yeah. It, it it requires a lot of time and effort, and, and you can't, you just the spiritual energy even to be a sidewalk counselor which is so spiritually draining um and to be the the guide that's going to walk alongside this mom in our last podcast with ebony which is a great podcast so encouraging i hope everyone listens to that one but one of the things she said was she felt all alone and she she became suicidal she thought she felt like she was all alone in this and then one of the things we did was assign a mentor to her she says that mentor talks to her every day yeah every single day yeah and is her friend so the the mentor was an immediate 
offer that I could make right. to, to this mom who's feeling all alone. Then the, the second thing that I think that she put in the order of priority was how would she be able to get the baby the many things that a new baby would need? Yeah. And we know what to do there, too. We right? do. So we have, as a ministry, as a matter of fact, right behind the wall that we're, right. <laughs> we're um, yeah. against here recording this, is our baby shower ministry area with all these these baby items that people have donated, and we praise God for that. It's filled with them. It's yeah. amazing. And not only do we have that baby shower thing, but those are donations yeah. from a whole yeah. community. Yeah, and there's another component. Exactly. But, you know, even before we touch that, we yeah. have another wonderful lady, which hopefully oh, yeah. we'll be able to have on a podcast yeah. pretty soon because she's been in pro-life ministry and just really years, laid her life 30 down years, for yeah. 30 years yeah. or more. And she has a baby shower ministry, Truth right. and Mercy uh, Pro Life right. Ministries, mm-hmm. and she does baby showers. So we, you know, for Mom Chooses Life, she's the first resource we go mm-hmm. to for that. Mm-hmm. The stuff that we have is just sort of a backup in case mm-hmm. maybe she can't do the baby shower because she's already doing one, or you know they're maybe far out of town or something like that. But right. this is sort of supplemental. What she does is awesome, and again, another part of the body of Christ, and totally. Totally gospel-centered. And, you know, that's one thing I want to say, that when we're looking for resources and we're making connections, you know, at Cities for Life, we have what we call our Life Network, Mm -hmm. and it's a network of ministries that we've connected with to help meet needs and all of that. Um, We always prioritize gospel-centered ministries. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, it's not like we're we're saying you need to make them, you get them saved or else you won't help them. That's right. that's a lie. That, right. You know, we'll still told. help them, even yeah, if they're an atheist. <laughs> right. But we want to season everything that we do with the gospel. I don't know. Cheryl's just so awesome uh, in the way she lays out yeah. the gospel. You know, she goes and does a baby shower, and then she takes them, typically takes them out for lunch mm-hmm. after the baby shower mm-hmm. and just lays out the purity message, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that we need to be doing things according to God's design and God's plan, which is right. sex inside of marriage, which right. is overwhelming the people that we encounter are in that situation. Right. So she lays that out very graciously, but very forthrightly. Mm-hmm. And then she presents the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I share that. It's just, again, this this body of Christ connection yeah. is always going to be focused and always should be focused on Christ himself. Exactly. Now, there, I will say that we do have resources that are in the community that are not necessarily uh, Christian resources. Right. Like, I, we do provide some of those things in, a, in our general resource list. So we don't reject them, but but whenever... But we prioritize them, for right, sure. Right, whenever yeah. there is Yeah, like, option. you know, housing ministries, for example. Right. If there's a right. housing ministry that's, maybe it's a, or not ministry, but organization that's a governmental or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. if she needs housing yeah and we can't find anything that's the gospel center you know maybe there's no openings for, for some of the gospel centered yeah. housing yeah. options that we that we know about then yeah i mean yeah we're not gonna won't, don't want her to be homeless right. and so we'll connect right. her there but we'll always prioritize always um, because yeah. again that that is the body of christ working together yeah and because we absolutely believe that if you're going to change the soul of america the hearts and minds towards life as opposed yeah. to the death of, of abortion. You have to change a whole worldview. And that yeah. worldview is the, the God-given worldview of, yeah, of that precious life is sacred before yeah. God. So so the baby shower is awesome. And, and I love what Cheryl also, the as the Bible often works, 
symbols are are used to promote a message and she says this this vast the it fills a room when Cheryl does a baby shower there's two full years of of everything that that baby will need pretty much yeah and um that's clothes and equipment and Cheryl will say as you look at this I want you to envision this is a this is a visual picture of the abundant lavish love of God yeah so she's already kind of watered that mind for um, for blooming into the truth of, yeah. of what yeah. Christ has Amen. done for her. Yeah, it's really incredible. So we were able to right away tell this woman, you're not going to need to buy a single thing for your baby except diapers. And you don't even need to buy usually the first couple months of diapers. Yeah. We usually do provide that. But um, for two years. Everything that baby is going to need, except diapers, is is going to be provided. That alone has changed people oh, yeah. from death Absolutely. to life so often. It's one of the most powerful things I think, I think that we have to offer. So the next thing that she talked about was the feeling of she she did not want to be alone, but specifically she did not want to be a single mother. Right. And here was this relationship damaged, but a relationship with the father. And she was, they were still in a relationship. Okay. But she, she said he, he just, they are constantly at odds. And she recognized sometimes she said, I, I'm doing things I don't even want to do. I'm misinterpreting things he said. I'm getting hurt. Then he gets mad. Right, yeah. We that all have been there. vicious cycle all, all of, of yeah, yeah. hurt and then hurting others. Right, yeah. right. And, and she really didn't know, and he didn't know how to get out of this damaging cycle. Right. And so through a couple of churches, we have free or low cost on sliding scale basis counseling. Yeah. With with actual, you know, certified counselors. Right, yeah. So we were able to offer that and again that is another part of the body. It is Absolutely. it is Christians yeah. who mean, are volunteering. It's pastors that mm-hmm. have dealt with situations like this and they're willing to sit down mm-hmm. and talk through and lay out a plan of action mm-hmm. to try to reconcile the relationship. Yeah. You know, it's not just for you know, these uh, boyfriend girlfriend relationships that ultimately need to be made right before God in marriage. Right. But right. it's even husband and wife relationships yep. that they're willing to deal with. Yeah. Mother Daughter relationships; yep. those can be also also a, a point of contention and drive a woman to an abortion clinic. Yep. Her relationship with her parents or whatever. So yeah, that's an awesome resource there. Yeah, to be it, able to say, hey, listen, we can't talk through it all right here in mm-hmm. front of the abortion center, mm-hmm. but we know people who can and will talk right. through it with you and lay out a plan and, and and all of that. Right, exactly. So and you know, of course, there's people that that I have heard say, "Well, no one needs a counselor; they just need the Lord." And on uh, you know, on one level, I get that yeah. they do, of course, need the Lord. But it, I, as I spoke to this woman, I said, "There's no shame in counseling, and it sometimes is so good to have a third party who is completely unbiased, unconnected yeah. to you both to be able to give an, an unbiased just look at your interactions and how." they could become more healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the Bible all through, especially in the book of Proverbs, talks about counselors. It does, Now, yeah. there, there's some there's some whack job stuff out there that people do that's right. called counseling, and it's yeah. a bunch of psycho babble garbage. Yeah. But then there is good, biblical, godly counsel. As a matter yeah. of fact, again, Proverbs tells us to seek out godly counsel. Right. And again, right. as, as a ministry, when we're, as a part of that, that body of Christ, connecting them to another part 
of the body of Christ, it's going to be a part of the body of Christ. Right. We want to make sure it's a it's Christian counseling that's exactly. going to lead them in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. This is one area that we don't even list a secular counselor. Our our, yeah, our counselors are only Christian counselors because uh, yeah, because who knows? You know, you might refer someone to counseling and they end up counseling them into going back to the abortion clinic. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. we certainly don't want to run into that situation. No, we don't want to do that. Not at all. Okay, so uh, then then she said. Um, this was someone who had older children, and here she is entering now again with a baby, and she worked, and she just said, I, I don't know how I could afford child care. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we're already struggling to make ends, ends meet. And so we know child care is a big issue, oh, right? Yeah. And that's in, all, I mean, that's a, that's a real comment. It's probably not top on the list mm-hmm. um, initially when you talk to a person. When you talk to a woman coming to an abortion clinic, but once you start talking and, and getting really into it, it, it really is a big issue because of the, yeah. the cost of child care. I know. It is really expensive to put your kids yeah. in, in daycare. It is. It is. And but so, it's also, if you don't put your kids in daycare and you've got to work, a lot of what the women we're ministering to are single moms. Right. Where are they going to go? I mean, right. they, they, it's a necessity, and it's a pretty expensive necessity. Right. So we knew that. we saw, And we saw that there was actually a, a, a gap. There mm-hmm. wasn't affordable child care. And we, had, we appointed volunteers that went out and talked to churches yeah. and said, hey, you could be a part of the body of Christ here in helping women choose life, you already have a child care. A lot of churches do. Oh, yeah. And and talked quite a few churches into offering one free child care resource. Yeah, to like, scholarship, like a scholarship. A yeah. scholarship to a, to a mom who chose life. And we've had some of the moms take advantage of that. Yeah. So, again. And again, that's the body of Christ. Now, yeah. you know, remember, guys, you're listening through, and we're talking about these things. This is an actual woman. This is not just a pretend story that we made up. This is a real woman with these real needs, and this is common. And if you do pro-life ministry, and if you're, you know, whether you're a sidewalk counselor or whether you're, you know, again, ministering at a pregnancy center or whatever, you're going to encounter, and you're probably like, yes and amen right now. Yeah, I experienced that. I know what you're talking about. And, you know, Jesus said, you have not because you ask not, right? Yeah. yeah. As we're looking for these resources and these different things, as as needs have come up, mm-hmm. what we've learned to do is just put ourselves in the uncomfortable zi- position to ask people, mm-hmm. ask churches, "Hey, mm-hmm. you've got a daycare? How about giving a scholarship to a mom who's was going to have an abortion? Now she's choosing life, and she needs to put that child in in childcare. How yeah. about doing that?" And yeah. yeah. But also even asking, like you did, I, I love to put you on the spot and get you <laughs> to ask people for me, but finding someone who would do the child care thing right, and digging right. for that, you know, a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. You know, putting, you know, that's again, that's the body of Christ. This lady who does, who did a lot of the calls, try to mm-hmm. find the child care in the churches, who was somebody who was burdened to be out there on the sidewalk, right? Yep. yep. And then she couldn't any longer right. because of her family situation. Yep. Um, she said, well, what can I do? And yeah. that was the thing. And well, it, yeah. Can you find child care? And she jumped right on it. it she did. And, and the the amazing, you said, ask, ask and ye shall receive, or whatever you said. It was yeah. a similar sort of... Um, and when I, when I asked her to do that, I had a mom on board the RV who, she said, find me child care or I'm aborting. Yeah. And I called this volunteer and said, we need child care in this location and we need it today. Yeah. And do you know she found a church within 15 minutes, an hour, something like that. Yeah. That would that said sure. 
sure, we'll do that. And we were able to go to that mother and say, we, we found you childcare, I think, before she even left the RV. Right. Yeah, so, that's amazing. And how, you know, does that happen all the, every time? No, but it happens a lot. It does. It yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. So, so childcare. Um, the, and, and I love what, what you said. Yes, this was a real mom who listed this list of needs. And here we are being able to check off one after another. This is what we can do. Right. Um, okay, her next thing was uh, financial concerns. And, and one of those with, of course, with the coronavirus, especially because she had other children at home, was food. And that day... I believe it was that day I got a call from a ministry I had been unaware of. It's a Christian ministry, and I, I, I wish financial health, uh, I believe, financial health ministries, I believe, is the name okay. of it. And maybe we can find that, and I'll link it in, the, in an article. Okay. But um, she said they had collected bags and bags and bags of staples of food, including paper towels. Where okay. she found the paper wow, towels, I don't know. She had toilet paper in there, too. You might be tempted to get me but, one of those bags. But she said, do you have 10 moms that, that need this stuff? And, of course, we did, right. including that woman on the RV. Uh-huh. And, and I told her, by the way, we can have food and paper towels delivered to your home today. Uh-huh. How does that sound? And so, again, that wasn't me. Right. It was that this woman had contacted me. She said, I don't know how she even heard about us, uh-huh. but said we would love to, to bless moms that choose life. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, she... She did not know about pregnancy Medicaid, which a lot of them don't know about. And a lot of low-income people, and it doesn't take much actually to qualify for pregnancy Medicaid. You can can be... Well, in the end, you know, high up on the income bracket to get pregnancy Medicaid, right? Sure. Right. So she hadn't known about that, and she was saying, "I, I can't afford prenatal care." Right. Well, she didn't know about pregnancy Medicaid, and and we help them fill that form out. We tell them where to go, and uh, and how to apply for it, and so that solved the prenatal yeah. medical care yeah. issue. Well, that's one of the things that actually that we've encountered people coming to the abortion clinic that the abortion clinics used to draw people in. It's yeah. you know they'll uh, kind of capitalize on her uh, lack of a solid knowledge? decision, yeah. her okay. lack of knowledge. You okay. know she she maybe is not thinking she's thinking maybe I'll have an abortion and that's why mm-hmm. she's coming to an abortion clinic. But mm-hmm. maybe I won't. And if she if she could get you know the different things that would help meet her needs, she would not have the abortion. But they'll draw them in at the abortion clinic and say, well, you can just come and you can get your pregnant. You're going to need a pregnancy test. You're going to need confirmation of pregnancy. And then if you decide to keep the pregnancy, that's how they'll word it. If you decide to keep the pregnancy, then you can just you have the Medicaid confirmation of pregnancy and leave. But if you decide to have the abortion, we can help you with that, too. And, of course, right. they get them in the door. They're going to sell them an abortion. Right, right. Yeah. We can do all that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. not we, but help pregnancy center. And, right. and a lot of pregnancy centers can do that stuff. Give her Medicaid confirmation of pregnancy so right. she don't feel like she has to be in the abortion clinic and ultimately get pitched an abortion by yeah, them. Yeah. You know, they lay out a, a real dire case for you. Look, right. you, know, you got this going on in your life and that going on. They're a business and they're going to try to pitch their, their, you know, abortions. Exactly. To these women who, yeah. you know, again, we can get them that information. Yeah. And, uh, and they won't even have to go in there. Right. And I don't think in this case that she needed 
a second opinion or was concerned because she was a high-risk pregnancy, but actually we do hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, and we sometimes get people who are in the country illegally, not citizens, can't get pregnancy Medicaid. Right, yeah. And so they are another problem that actually we have a solution for. Yeah, I mean, so you, you, we do have people that fit in the gap who, yeah. you know, maybe make too much money mm-hmm. to get Medicaid. That, yeah. that very rarely if ever happens. Right. Um, or, you know, they're, Ill- they're here illegally. More they're commonly, the they're here yeah. illegally. And they yep. can't get Medicaid coverage. Yep. And, of course, they can't afford to buy insurance, and they can't right. afford the prenatal care. Right. So we have the free prenatal clinic with Help Pregnancy Center again. Yeah. And, you know, we can plug them in there. We've done yeah. that uh, quite a few times. And another part of the Christian body, a wonderful pro-life doctor who volunteers his time yeah. to, to do that, Dr. Matt Harrison, who um, who will see those women for free yeah. at, at so, this. And, I mean, that's an amazing resource. It, sure. it is. And that, prenatal care. Surely there's pro-life doctors in every community who maybe could volunteer at least a little time to, to see yeah. a mom for free. And that's free. one of those situations, you know, you guys who are listening and, and maybe envious. Well, yeah. I don't have a doctor that can do that, do yeah. free prenatal care, or even a second opinion. Because, right. you know, we had a story, which we shared it out on our newsletter last, uh, last week it went out. Right, right. Of a guy who was standing in front of the abortion clinic and him and his wife did not want to have an abortion. Right. She was more abortion minded than he. And then you shared with him about the, Hey, get a second opinion. Cause she had some complications and some yeah, things. Going she had on. some pretty significant medical fears, but uh-huh. I, even when I heard them, I, I, I thought, you know, abortion and, and she was being advised by a doctor from another country right, yeah. who had never seen her, that that she had to go get an abortion because this is what he thought she had. Right, yeah. And so to be able to get a second opinion was yeah. powerful. It actually it, helped it was save that baby's it did, life. For without sure. a doubt, yeah. And so maybe you're listening to that and you're kind of envious. That resource has come about out of need. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have not because you ask right, not. So, yeah. you know, there are websites out there that will talk that will show you where pro life doctors are. Pro, I think there's a whole pro life OBGYN network. Yeah. There. Find some of those doctors, call them up, you know, and say, hey, I need somebody that can be on call, somebody that can, you know. Yeah. They may not be able to do that, but they may be able to. They may be more than yeah. happy yeah. to be kind of an on-call doctor where you can yeah. hand the phone off to them you might when you're talking a to a mom. Yeah. Well, in this case, the the doctor, Dr. Matt, was was actually, I think, sequestered because of coronavirus. He didn't have it. He's treating it. Right. And, and he was not going to be able to see them for a couple of weeks. But he did set up an appointment to see them in a couple of weeks. But he just talked to them. And that alone was enough. He he told them what he thought might be the issue. He he told us where to send them. We yeah. we made some calls, sent them there immediately, and and they chose life and, yeah. and said this issue can be dealt with. So the next thing that they mentioned was that she was struggling to find a job. Yeah. Which is really, it, that's definitely hard in the corona I mean, yeah, nowadays time. this is, I mean, we're hearing this more and more, more and more common, hey, I yeah. don't have work. Yeah. We encountered a couple the other day. Yeah. Who uh, both uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend, husband right. and wife. That was Saturday, right? Both of them. Mm-hmm. We're not employed yeah. because of this coronavirus yeah. thing. Well, okay, that might be a different one. But Saturday, the w- the woman said she wants to work and she can't. And I said, well, 
Amazon's hiring. But yeah. I also said, we have a jobs lady who will right, help you yeah. find a job. That jobs lady, Tara, contacted her. Yesterday, I got a text from her. Oh, I got a job. So, I That's mean, it's, she, <laughs> we yeah. saw her Saturday. Uh-huh. And she had apparently been trying for, yeah. for quite some time. And that's so, another volunteer. That's another lady another. who you know would want to be on the sidewalk. She can't right. be on the sidewalk, right. but she has time that she would invest mm-hmm. in this pursuit of finding jobs. And and that takes again that takes the pressure off for our sidewalk counselors to have to dig for that information. Right. And it's again it's that the body of Christ. You know, Tara, who who finds the job is like she she's an arm <laughs> or she's she an ear or whatever. And she is and doing that work. And our lady who finds the uh, child care, that's another, mm-hmm. that's, she's a she's a hand, she's a leg, mm-hmm. she's a something. She's yep. a part of that body of Christ yep. working together yep. to help meet this mom's need and ultimately, you know, glorify Jesus. That's, that's the goal that's of the right. body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Then with all of these issues, you know, very limited money, they're really kind of just making ends meet. But now she has a job that will help. But financial counseling and budgeting was mentioned. Well, guess what? Yeah. We have a lady who used to be on the sidewalk. And again, I think because she, she works full time in right. financial counseling, but she also just had a new baby and she couldn't be on the sidewalk anymore. And so she volunteers to take these women, do a budget, which helps us to make wise decisions, by the way, and where we allocate resources sometimes yeah, with absolutely. these moms. And, um, yeah, before we will help them financially or, mm-hmm. or try to get them financial help, we want to mm-hmm. make sure financially it's going to be advantageous to do that. Right. And you know, right. what can we do and offer them wise counsel as far yeah. as doing what money, with what money they have, doing what they, they need to do with that. Right. And so this young lady goes through their financial <laughs> portfolio – Whatever that is, yeah. I, I have no clue what yeah. a portfolio yeah. is, but goes through their finances yeah. and uh, and lays out a plan for them. And yeah. That's another. She's like you mentioned. She's another one of those people who that's could right. be out there, but she can't right now. Yeah, and is using her skills, using her, you know, giftings yeah. in the body of Christ to uh, to glorify Jesus yeah. and help these yeah. women. So there's two more. Okay. And I'll, we'll, I'll try and be quick on that. We don't want this to go on too long. But as I'm talking with her, she didn't outline it as a need, but we get towards the end of the counseling and listing the obstacles. And she said she'd had past abortions and then started weeping. Right. Yeah. And, um, and well, that's a common thing, too. Very in, common. In a third of abortions are repeat abortions. Yeah. So it's very common. And well, we have a. All kinds of post-abortive counseling and help through Christian organizations Mm -hmm. and women who have volunteered their time to counsel these women and have programs, great programs. Um, Surrendering the Secret is one. Uh, Restored... Restored Life. Restored Life yep. is is the other one I think so, um, but or maybe I've got that wrong. Maybe they're both the same. But anyway, they're they're Christian. No, they're two different things. Okay, and, and they and they're focused, Christians yeah, Christian and focused, yeah. who volunteer their time. And we were able to connect her with with that resource. I don't know if she'll avail herself of it, but mm-hmm. I was able to tell her about it. And then the last thing that struck me was you and I are able to be out there handing out expensive information, funding some of the things that we fund for these women because there are donors all over the world I think yeah that oh, yeah. that give financially and without those donations there so much of what we do we'd be unable yeah. to do yeah absolutely and and that's that another part, part of the body of Christ it is and yeah. you know it, it's an, it's a necessary component yeah. it's a component you know a lot of times 
I don't like to deal with, you don't like to deal no. with as far as donations and that sort of thing right. go and just deal with money. And there's been so much, you know, just to go on a little bit of a rabbit trail, there's been so much perversion of this aspect yeah. of the financial aspect. You know, when you yeah. got, you know, quote, Christian ministries buying big jets and all this other stuff right. and just wasting right. money. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of gets, I don't know, that that aspect of the body of Christ working together gets perverted and manipulated. Yeah. But it is a necessary component. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people who can't be on the sidewalk mm-hmm. for whatever reason mm-hmm. that give to support our ministry. And that happens, you know, with pregnancy centers and, and wherever you are, there's some component of people giving money to support that ministry that literally we couldn't do without that financial support. And I do encourage those donors, you know, every so often just say, thank you. What you're doing makes a difference for life. We yeah. literally couldn't do it without you. You're a part of the team. Right. And these people are. You know, Paul spoke in those terms. He talked about those who supported him. Mm -hmm. You know, they supported him in the work that he was doing, spreading the gospel. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are part of Mm -hmm. that mission. Mm -hmm. They were part of that mission. Yeah. And the folks who support us financially are are a part of that mission. This is not a plug, by the way, for you to give to us financially. But But if if you you take it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you you take it that way and if you want to, hey, we were not going to stop you. We're not going to squelch the spirit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But this is a a picture, and I like the fact that we went through a real story with a real mom who got real help and showed the body of Christ working Mm -hmm. together. Now, listen, don't don't take that, which God intends to be an encouragement for you, and let it be a discouragement, because you might be thinking, you know, I'm on the sidewalk, and there's like nobody helping me. There's no none of these ministries, none of these organizations, none of these resources you guys talk about are even available to me. And just understand, though, it's taken us years, years. to put this stuff together, right. and right. it's been put together kind of on the fly mm-hmm. as the need arises. Mm-hmm. We try to make a connection. We've not mm-hmm. always been able to make every connection, right. but it's been few and far between that we haven't been able to find something That's right. that, that will meet a need. Yeah. You know, especially here in the South, and I'm sure it's like that across the, the nation, mm-hmm. where you've got so many churches, and within churches you've got individual ministries, you've got clothes closets, you've got food pantries, you've got, you know, daycare resources, you got these things. You gotta do some digging though. Yeah. And you gotta put yourself out there. Yeah. As I said earlier, yeah. you have not because you asked not. So if you know, maybe there's a doctor in your church mm-hmm. who, you know, has a heart for the unborn. If he's in your church, he should have a heart for the unborn. Yeah. Yeah. Go up to him and say, hey, it would be awesome if I could have you on call to be able to talk to a mom who has some situations in her life that a physician could help Right, just give a second opinion. Before I forget, by the way, I do want to give a plug to another kind of unsung little in-the-background body of of the Christ, and those are these little old ladies, not always little old ladies, but in fact, my my niece is going to be doing this, that knit baby blankets and baby hats and call us up, or someone just sent me a box, wonderful, Janet is her name, sent me, it cost her $37 to mail it, this box filled with homemade knitted things for babies and yeah. every mom that chooses life. We hand out these homemade gifts too. They're beautiful too. And it's just such a a picture of, of the body of Christ and the love of the body of Christ for this mother choosing life, but also something to for her to hang on to to imagine she's gonna put that around her little baby one day. And yeah, it's very to help powerful. Solidify that decision. That's right. Yeah. 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 So you know, I hope we've painted a good picture for you guys. I hope it's been an encouragement to you guys. We have articles. We put an article out, um, it was months ago, on the Sidewalks for Life site about how, how you get resources and right. how you find these different yeah. resources. And so check that article out. 
but it is a, it is a matter of digging for these resources. Google is a great resource for you to be able to find these resources, you know, whatever the need might be. Um, but again, we hope this was an encouragement to you guys. We want to encourage you guys to go to our Sidewalks for Life site. Check us out there. Shoot me over an email if you've got any any questions or maybe you've got some suggestions for episodes that we could do. Dparks at citiesforlife.com. You can email her vcasiorg at citiesforlife.com. But we appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you